0: Guys, welcome to Rankin' Vile, the podcast where we attempt to rank every single horror movie ever. And this is Ryan. And this is Quincy. How's it going, Quincy? How's your week going?
1: It's, it's a bright and shiny day. We're actually recording during the daytime <laughs> because our yeah. schedules finally allow us to do it. And I don't quite know how to handle it.
0: Yeah, it, uh, podcasting in the daylight, I feel like I need to like scurry away like a cockroach every time the light touches me. It's Yeah, it's horrifying.
1: It's it's akin to flying a uh, kite at night. It's just so unwholesome.
0: <laughs> oh Jesus! I had never previously considered flying a kite at night, but yeah, like there's something about this that's just like dark-sided. Um, so speaking
1: of dark-sided, what ghoul
0: shit have you been into? Uh, I have fallen down an SCP Foundation hole, um, which uh, is obviously it's it's this uh, uh, sort of pokedex for cryptids on the internet where it's like sort of uh, these like heavily redacted wikipedia entries then it's like a whole like open source community thing and there's like thousands of them um and you
1: had me at pokedex
0: for cryptids (laughs) (laughs) hey
1: ryan who is the most kissable cryptid
0: i think that the most kissable cryptid like if we're being real probably mothman like
1: I, me too i also think mothman <laughs> is great boyfriend material
0: you know what it is we all just have like a tiger beat style poster of mothman up. In <laughs> <favorites>. <laughs> where we're all just like ah oh, love that mothman he's just he's such a fucking dreamboat kissable lips literal moth wings lives in the <laughs> west, you know he lives in west virginia so he's he hasn't gone hollywood yet you know he's still <laughs> he's still close to his roots <laughs> um yeah, it's it, well, and also because my, my uh, friend Josh uh, Lindsay is uh, sort of doing a project where he's um, recording uh, himself reading a bunch of uh, the SCP Foundation files and sort of posting them with like ambient noise and sort of audio distortion stuff, and it's really really cool. So I'm uh, going to be actually uh, recording um, a bit for him uh, for this series. So I'm I'm probably you know I'm I'm, I'm really excited about it. So it's going to be
1: Ryan. That's awesome. Um, is it online yet?
0: Yeah, it's actually at uh, so it's on SoundCloud right now. It's a uh, soundcloud.com dot com slash Finzy P H uh, I N N S Y, and he's got a Patreon and a bunch of other stuff. And it's it's really really good stuff. And there's like um I think 17 entries so far, and it's just a fucking delight. And also, uh, Josh is like a trained opera singer, so he's um really good with his voice. Um, That's cool. So yeah, it's it's re- it's really good shit. Uh, what what cool shit have you been consuming this week?
1: So, Ryan, I've fallen down the creepy manga uh, hole, and I've been reading <laughs> Ken Ishikawa's Getter Robo, like the original 70s, where uh, they're trying to find a pilot for this giant robot because dinosaur-human hybrids are trying to take over the world. Like, the, the main villain is called, like, Professor Gore, and he has a human head, but his forehead is a cobra. Right.
0: So, happened. like...
1: Yeah, so like think Serpentor from G.I. Joe, but like an actual human head, uh, that's that's melded together. Holy and like shit. newts take over Japan in the second issue, so like literal newts rain from the sky and clamp <laughs> onto people's faces like leeches and then control their bodies a la zombies. Just like in my nightmares. Uh, yeah, just like in your nightmares. But I've also been reading a lot more Junji Ito And Junji Ito literally makes me feel ill. Like, you know how we can joke around, oh, that's so gross? Like, I was reading Junji Ito comics and getting a physical negative reaction from them.
0: Yeah, like, Junji Ito comics, like, there's... It's something, like, it's not even quite body horror because it's not, like, bodies doing... You know what it is? It's a matter of agency. In, like, body horror, uh, the body is doing things, and with Junji Ito, stuff is being done to bodies.
1: Yes, yes no one has a choice in what they're doing with their bodies and it is upsetting and it's super upsetting it's that lack of control i think that's a pretty it's a pretty good way to like talk about jinji ito there is no agency in any of these comics it's just things are happening to people and there is no sense of control
0: yeah, and it's also um, I feel like a lot of Junji Ito stuff, like the, because there's there's gore, and then there's like the the concept of sort of um, trying to fit the human body uh, through configurations it was not meant to be in. Yes. So it's, yeah, you're just like you're like forcing the human form through like a cookie cutter shape.
1: Have you ever seen the um, Junji Ito comic holes where they find these weird? people shaped holes in a rock side
0: and people are compelled to get in them because they are like perfect fits holy shit no but that honestly that kind of checks out though like if i if i found a hole that was perfectly designed to fit my body i'd, I'd probably i'd probably check it out I'd probably go. Down yeah that hole.
1: so it's like a play-doh fun factory these people climb in these holes and then <laughs> months later Viscera oozes out these rocks, these cracks and rocks in another part of the continent because people have gone through
0: these holes and they're just <laughs> getting narrower and twisted, and more twisted. Man, and honestly, with Junji Ito, I my my theory about because I, I I don't know anything about Junji Ito the guy. I assume he's like a perfectly nice guy, like he's just like a sweet fella who happens to make this shit. It's sort of like how like David Lynch yeah. is just like. He's a nice guy who just makes these movies that are just viscerally upsetting. Oh, you know, he draws cat comics for fun. (laughs) He's
1: got a diary about his two cats that live at his house. So, like, when he's not drawing bodies in forms that should not be, he's just drawing very realistic uh, pictures of his cats.
0: God, that's wonderful. Honestly, I think my favorite um, artist relationship with their cats... Are you familiar with Raymond Chandler's thing with his cats? No, tell me more. Oh, fuck. So I am a huge mark for Raymond Chandler. Like, I just, I, I love him so much. And he apparently, so, uh, in I have the collected letters of Raymond Chandler. And in it, you, you find out that he, uh, he, first of all, fucking obsessed with cats. Uh, and he's got a cat named Taki. And Taki is his best friend. And he writes letters to his friends, Raymond Chandler does, as Taki the cat Hell he wholesome. writes. He writes letters to his friends' cats as his cat Taki, and he. It's it's incredible. Like I think my my favorite line from um, Raymond Chandler about cats is, uh, they are uh, they are not sentimentalists, which is not to say that they are without affection. And I. It's because like right now I have a I have Buttercup the cat on my lap, and she is the fucking void. like she is I I love it so much because like frequently I'll just be like uh, I I don't know like I'll be looking at her just going like "Ah, I love you and she's just like looking at me with that cold cold gaze and it's great like she is not aware that I am alive and have feelings and she's the greatest cat that's ever lived
1: that's very good you know cats uh, they say evolved to sound like babies so we'd have biological imperatives to take care of them
0: that's the most cat shit I've ever heard like, they, yeah, I'm so proud of them. Like, that's that's some deeply manipulative cat shit. There's also cats on every continent, including Antarctica. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Honestly, like, watching Buttercup bully my pit bull is the greatest thing in the world. Because, like, honestly, Buttercup, she's like an anime villain. Like, she just stalks around the room looking smug, and Tinkerbell is just like, Buttercup is bad, and just, like, frowny-facing at me. Like, she's, we, we, we have a fucking poltergeist who lives in our house, and it's, it's just outstanding. So speaking of bully animals, let's talk about 1977's Orca. <laughs> nice transition. Excellent. Thanks. Uh, that, that was, yeah, yeah, good shit. Holy, so, so we got
1: this Blu-ray uh, provided to us by Umbrella Entertainment, and um, I'd never seen
0: Orca the Killer Whale until this week, and uh, not bad. No, actually, so the movie Orca, I um, m- when my mom was uh, dating this guy when I was a kid, um, uh, his brother would babysit my brother and I, and we. I remember watching the movie Orca with this guy, and the only bit that I remember was the bit at the very end, and just sort of like blood pooling out of this guy's face, and it honestly, this movie, so it's like one half Jaws, one half Moby Dick?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be... Jaws with like literally, Scream Magazine calls it Jaws with heart. It's supposed to be Jaws, but because whales are smarter than sharks, uh, it's supposed to have like pathos.
0: Uh, I don't mind. I, I, I will tell you for nothing that I cried watching this movie. Um, at the very, very end, when um, so we we should we should probably because uh, the ending is is upsetting to me. Yeah. So so the plot of this movie is. A
1: marine biologist is diving, and she um, gets involved with these fishermen who are fishing for um, an aquarium. They're trying to catch aquatic life to sell to aquariums, because this is 1977, and, like, aquariums are a booming thing. And they're like, if we catch a great white, we'll get thousands upon thousands of dollars, because... This is a world where Jaws the movie literally did come out 2 years before this film.
0: Yeah, the 1970s. I feel like um it's it's weird to think that there was ever a world in which the movie Jaws didn't exist. Yeah. Like it it's it's informed so much of like movies generally. Um
1: and and, and this was... movie is not immune to the agony of influence. It's deeply Jaws influence.
0: Oh, yeah. No, this is now and it's, it's it, to me, a very different movie in terms of, like, theme and mood and atmosphere and everything. But, I mean, you have to understand, like, this is I, during a period in which there was a huge slew of Jaws ripoffs. You had Piranha, yeah. Piranha 2, directed by James Cameron. Um, there was just a shitload of aquatic danger movies, which, I mean, makes sense to me. Like, this, is, this actually, now that I think about it... Uh, was so when we think of how horror goes in in phases right like from 2004 to 2010 it was like saw that was deeply influential or like scream in the late 90s and early 2000s um i feel like jaw this, this was like a very specific era of horror movies was the jaws period from like 1974 to 1980
1: yeah, and I mean, to be fair, the Poseidon Adventure came out in the Poseidon Adventure came out in 72. So like Aquatic Danger, just the ocean is a bad place was also kind of hot,
0: which is also just true. I feel like we need yeah. to go back to that a little bit. The ocean scares the shit out of me. I love Yeah, the ocean. The, the Greeks were right. The ocean is terrible. <laughs> the Greeks and also H.P. Lovecraft was only right about this one thing, which is that the ocean is scary. Um which and now and, and and in this movie so it starts out and it's uh an expedition and now it starts with a shark there's a great white shark uh, opening up the movie as though to like wave to the movie jaws from across the way yeah, and then the shark literally gets eaten by an orca, as if
1: the directors are saying, you know what's scarier than a shark? This toothed whale.
0: <laughs> which is such a fucking power move. That they're, they're just, like, right out of the gate, like, oh, you like sharks? Fuck your shark! And just, like, having a whale slap it out of the air. Um, and
1: I I was watching this movie and said, wait a goddamn minute. And I got on Google, and I'll be damned, orcas do eat great white sharks. Which is... Just outstanding, honestly. Yeah. Like or- they eat or- yeah. everything. <laughs> but There's it- a reason why we call them killer whales, and then yeah. we get a weird like flashback. So or flash forward, the whole movie is told through a class lecture.
0: Yeah, and it's so uh, they they need to tell us at the top of the movie that whales, and specifically orca whales. Um, they they have feelings. They you know they're monogamous uh, with with their with their mates. They they uh, by uh, what, what's the uh, the ten year anniversary for whales? Is it krill? I think it's krill. Um, yeah yeah. <laughs> ten the year anniversary is krill mostly. Um, it's it's very very krill based. Um, but you've got the professor who uh, she is basically she's a she's a whaleologist essentially. Yeah, and she's like you know we don't
1: know for sure but whales are very much like humans and that's the thesis of the movie is right. they run afoul of an orca and the orca turns into the ahab and they are the moby dick in this whole film
0: this movie is death wish but for whales yeah <laughs> and and
1: I'm not mad at that because what happens is these jabroni fishermen are like, you know, what'll make more money than a shark is a killer whale. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, this isn't anything that should surprise our generation because we cut our teeth on, uh, Free, Willy, on Free Willy, which taught yeah. us, you know, what's most. Can we talk a, a little bit about how. Free Willy simultaneously indicted the aquarium industry and also made us want to go to
0: SeaWorld. That's pretty fucked up, isn't it? Like, I yeah. feel like. Now, now, at this point, if somebody I know goes to SeaWorld, quite like, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? It's that a place, bad
1: look, Mary Berry. It's It's not, monstrous. It's not going to work anymore. But, I no. mean, we've also seen Blackfish. We've seen <laughs> yeah. all these
0: movies. That's it's, actually. It's Rough. That's a really good point. Like with Free Willy, we're like, oh, yeah, it's like a huge scathing rebuke of SeaWorld and like captivity in general. And then also it's like, but if you want to go see a whale, you, the only place to do that is you got to come down to SeaWorld. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I feel like we fuck over the ocean at least once every decade. Like with Jaws, we fucked over sharks
1: by. Let's not fool ourselves, Ryan. Uh, coral bleaching is a real thing. It's not at <laughs> once; it's eternally.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a it's a uh, it's a crime for all seasons is coral bleaching.
1: <laughs>
0: now I feel really bad. So let's talk
1: about Orca. Yeah. So they want these jabronis want to catch a whale. And they're trying to catch the bull male whale because he's got... Did you also know that whales have prehensile dicks? I did not know that they have prehensile dicks. So they believe that a lot of the... You know the classical illustrations of sea monsters are always these like serpentine toothed creatures. Mm -hmm. Uh, When whales have sex... They the men kind of just line up and go to town with the female whales, and uh-huh. while they're waiting, they literally wag their dicks in the air. <laughs> so they think that it's a theory that what sailors originally saw, much like how mermaids are sea cows, yeah. They think that sea serpents were just whale dicks
0: flopping Flocking in around. the breeze, yeah, just just wagging in the in, in the ocean air, just above the water.
1: Yeah, so they Holy want God. to catch the male, but because they're incompetent fish fellows, <laughs> they um, they nick the male and catch the female. They haul her o- up onto the deck, and uh, the trauma makes the uh, female orca have a stillbirth.
0: Yeah, she uh, the 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 whale miscarries and then sort of miscarries and gives birth to. Uh, certainly a puppet.
1: A very con- convincing fetal orca. It looks exactly like a fetal orca, and it is upsetting. Like, And watching... then my man, the fisherman, panics, and his response is to get a hose and just... Wash the fetus into the <laughs> into the ocean. Yeah, he just
0: goes and just tosses this fucking fetus. While like, this whale. orca
1: is literally screaming, and everyone is going, "We fucked up! We fucked up!" Oh, and he's shit. like, "Get rid of the evidence!" and hoses it all. <laughs> there of are the long shots of the orca crying on the deck, like focusing
0: on the eyes and water coming out of the orca's eyes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fucking upsetting. And so yeah, the the male orca uh, whose you know pregnant wife has just been murdered by incompetent boobs on a boat. Um, he's he's across the way screaming and crying, and he's a whale. And at this point, and and by the way, I wanna I wanna stress this movie opens with this pod of whales looking really cute and yeah. hanging out and being a family and just like swimming through the water. So I feel like from Jump Street, we are meant to sympathize with the whales.
1: Yeah. Which is interesting because all of the posters are of, like, men harpooning the whales in, like, the classical whaler imagery. Yeah. Uh, but really, the whale is the hero.
0: Well, now, I, I need to point out, the movie also features, and I, I'm going to read the whole thing. It's sort of like how uh, Zack Sabre Jr.'s finishing move is... Uh, hurrah, a new year, surely this one will be better than the last. The inexorable march of progress will lead us all to happiness. And you have to say the whole thing? Um, yeah. there, so uh, the IMDb trivia page tells me, many movie posters for the film featured a long text preamble that read, the killer whale. The killer whale is one of the most intelligent creatures in the universe. Incredibly, he is the only animal other than man who kills for revenge. He has one mate, and if she is harmed by man, he will hunt down that person with a relentless, terrible vengeance across seas, across time, across all obstacles. Um, So are you telling me
1: that we could have had a, by the time there was an Orca 4, it would have also gone to space a la Leprechaun and Hellraiser?
0: Yes, and yes, orcas in space. Like this, which, by the way, as taglines go, I mean, it's wordy, but it, you know, sort of. Oh, here we go. Uh, Other film posters featured a preamble that said An angry thunderbolt of terror explodes out of the ocean's depths. Orca, the killer whale, destroys sharks, ships, and men. He rules the ocean. He terrifies the earth. He is without mercy and without equal. Orca, the most powerful, the most fantastic animal in all the world! Exclamation point. Um they're selling the threat of this whale
1: and i mean to um, be fair people are people throughout this movie are just standing anywhere near water and he just comes up and oh, bites parts of them
0: off <laughs> well it's great because it's like okay so this is a movie about a murdering whale and you might think to yourself okay now the, the guy who uh, is responsible for uh, murdering the 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 titular orca's pregnant wife Um, and he is just the most Irish man that has ever Irished. He is like a Lucky Charms leprechaun getting hunted by a whale. Yeah, and that motherfucker is Richard Harris. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking Richard Harris, and he... um, Now, you would think to yourself, okay, so I'm Richard Harris, I've just killed a pregnant whale, and and the husband is hunting me down. Why wouldn't I just stay maybe a mile away from shore, at least, all the time? But he's,
1: like, the most recalcitrant goober who refuses to admit any sort of error.
0: <laughs> yeah, this guy will not admit it. Although, you do get this monologue. Now, all right, so uh, the the whale follows them back to shore. Uh, obviously, because, and again, it's like, uh, you know, get rid of the evidence, like, hose the whale fetus off. And it's like, I'm pretty sure there's only one boat on the water right now <laughs> responsible for the death of his family. He's he's just going to follow you back to shore. And so he follows them back to this seaside town um, and just basically fucks with this guy. Yeah. He's just like harasses him and kills everyone
1: else in the seaside town to the point where he tries to leave by bus and the, the the cork will not sell him a bus ticket.
0: Yeah, the entire town is like, No, buddy, you gotta you gotta own up to your shit. You need you need to fix this. Like They meet him at the gas pump and he tries to fill up his truck and they're like, No <laughs> you can't <laughs> Which honestly I kind of love that the town goes, uh uh-uh. uh, no 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 no, my guy, you gotta you gotta get back in that water and figure this shit out. Because like yeah, you would think, like, just get on a plane or like get away from the whale but yeah, he and it's so it's a combination of his hubris, which like now, you get this monologue from the guy where um, he is, for some reason, having sex with the marine biologist lady who You know, I, if I was
1: Bo Derek, I would not touch uh, this orca with a 10-foot pole,
0: but, right. you know, Charlotte Rampling and Bo Derek are like, yeah, okay. Yeah, Charlotte Rampling is there, and she... So, I don't know. So you get this monologue from him that I really, really love, where it's uh, him talking about, he um, he had been going out to the water with a big, like, harpoon gun. And she was like, yeah, but, you know, you, you brought that gun with you. You were going to kill the whale. And he's like, yeah, I definitely brought it with me. But then I knew that I couldn't do it because, you know, I, I'm the one who fucked over this whale. And you find out that, um, so Richard Harris, you know, you find out later on that uh, he himself, his pregnant wife was killed by a drunk driver uh, years years prior to this. And so when he looks at the angry orca that's, like, fucking with him and sinking every boat in the, in the harbor except his, and, like, knocking houses down that are precariously placed over the water on stilts, um, he—you can tell that he feels like, you know, I kind of have this coming, the death from yeah. a whale— He's like, I ain't mad. I get it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no. Like, listen, this whale is on the right track. I killed his pregnant wife. I understand why he's doing what he's doing. Um, and, 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 the, s- and the voiceover
1: of the biologist is like, just like man, the whale wants revenge, but it doesn't know when to say enough is enough.
0: Right, and uh, I, I like the thing that, like, you know, whales are sort of like humans. Just because they want something doesn't mean they should necessarily have it. Um, and this whale, so it's this thing of, like, you know, this this orca... I, I feel like the movie itself is going, Hey, now, I know this, this dickhead murdered your pregnant wife, but aren't you taking this a little far?
1: <laughs> I love like, that this movie came out in July of 77, so just right in time for, let's go to the beach... To ruin every every child's
0: day. Yeah, and actually, and I gotta I gotta point this out. Uh, so films that came out uh, in the wake of Jaws, Jaws Two, Jaws Three D, Jaws: The Revenge, Piranha, Tentacles, Killer Fish, Barracuda, Tintoera, Colon, Killer Shark, Blood Beach, Piranha Two, The Spawning, directed by James Cameron, The Last Shark, Up from the Depths, Humanoids from the Deep, Screamers, Devilfish, Mako, The Jaws of Death. Like it was just it was a great fucking decade for aquatic menace. Yeah, this movie also
1: beat Jaws 2 to the box office, which, I mean, to some point, it is very clearly, oh, this film is getting greenlit because Jaws proved uh, that this was a successful concept.
0: Right, and, and the producer and, um, apparently assigned... Uh, like So Dino De Laurentiis, who, who directed this, um, he literally told him, find a fish tougher and more terryful, terrible than the great wife. And isn't that such a Dino De? La- this is such
1: a Dino De Laurentiis film. It's got Ennio Morricone scoring the movie.
0: Yeah, it's got the guy who did the thing on the on the soundtrack. Like it's, yeah. So Ennio Morricone's score on this movie is just fucking perfect. Can we also talk
1: about how this movie is? I mean, it's 1977 PG, but it's still PG.
0: Yeah, I mean it is still PG. I think I think of how um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail was rated R back in the day because they had G, PG, and R. Yeah, um, yeah. It's now the all right. <clears throat> the effects in this movie, pretty fucking good. Um, Very the, good. That man, fetal whale will
1: haunt your ever living days.
0: It is more upsetting than than the fetus from Eraserhead. Yes, like it's 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 incredible, and also. The animatronic whale, they use, like they they intercut uh, footage of actual whales with animatronic whales. It looks like a shoot it looks like a shoot whale. Like it looks like a legitimate, honest to Christ whale doing all of this. And the gore effects are also pretty good, although there yeah. is one part of this that i we I had to rewind and um, laugh at again, which was um, a guy hanging his head over the the side of the boat. And then a whale just going, ah, and, like, jumping up out of the water and biting this dude. Um, it's unintentionally hilarious, but it's also incredible. Like, the effects in this movie are so much better than they have any right to be. Um, I would say this is honestly, like, the top-tier Jaws ripoff. Yeah, it's probably better than a lot of Jaws ripoffs. Also,
1: Richard Harris in the climactic fight is standing on sea ice with a gun just shooting. <laughs> every time the whale might
0: be close to service just open clip l- unloading into the sea well and, and it's great because so uh the guy has been living in the seaside town getting his shit wrecked by the orca and um the town's people are all like listen buddy you gotta you you know you don't gotta go home but you can't stay here and you need to take this thing with you because otherwise it's just gonna fucking ruin our lives um, the whale is chasing away all of the fish that this town depends on. The mob gets into it at one point, and they're like, "Motherfucker, deal with your shit." You've got a Greek chorus telling this Irishman to fucking uh, face up to what he did to this orca, and so he gets on a boat <clears throat> with a um, with a, a few people, one of whom. Um, Alright, here's here's my question: uh, the the Native American fella in this movie is this like kind of a racist portrayal? I think it is very racist. It is the you know yeah. the person
1: that's going to understand the whale best is the indigenous person.
0: Yeah, they do like not the woman who
1: spent her entire academic career studying whales, but just right. this random guy who's you know lives in a coastal town. I don't think even this the Native American is like a um,
0: a whaler. He's just a no. guy that lives at port. Yeah, he's a guy that lives at Port, and he's like, "Oh, we've got legends about whales and stuff, and and are also ancestor, etc., etc." Like they, this guy, it's it's very like mystical Native American. I like, do
1: appreciate he... though that Richard Harris is like, "Oh, well, how does the legend work?" And the guy's like, "Motherfucker, it's a legend. It's not a how-to
0: guy. You're like, fucked." You, like, wait, you you know this didn't really happen, right? <laughs> like, this is. Actually, I, I, all, I, all I kept waiting for was for um, the, the Native American dude to just be like, yeah, we've, uh, we've got this one story. And you know Richard Harris like, oh, Sharon de Begara, is that right? And just have him be like, yeah, we've got this one legend of this fucking Irish guy who fucks <laughs> everything up and kills a fucking pregnant whale and ruins our lives. It's pretty great. I should tell you about it sometime. Um, and so the, the whale basically uh, calls, calls Richard Harris out, and he's like, okay, follow me. Like, just get in get in that goddamn boat, you know, load up your crew, and just follow me. And so the, the whale leads this... Meet me in the this... parking lot after school, motherfucker. So he leads uh, this crew, uh, led by Richard Harris, out to the Arctic. And it's just, yeah, like, icebergs, and it's very... It's kind of Frankenstein a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: it's very... Fra- it's very influenced by gothic horror.
0: Yeah, where it's sort of, you know, like, I have chased you... To the ends of the earth to settle settle this grudge match and um, at one point the the orca starts literally like nudging an iceberg at the ship which I, I love as a thing A, that I'm, I'm a whale and I'm just going to like nudge an iceberg at you but also that I'm going to lead you all the way to the ends of the earth just to like go, yeah iceberg, and just like scoot, <laughs> scoot it at you. Yeah, especially water.
1: because earlier in the film the whale definitely capsizes an entire
0: boat and kills everyone. <laughs> yeah, and then he knocks down a house, and then here he's just like, rul, 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 like scooting, <laughs> scooting an iceberg at the ship. And so, uh, fast forward, um, the Native American guy dies for no reason, uh, but not before calling uh, calling in an SOS. Uh, so, you know, probably Charlotte Rampling will be okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean,
1: she, clearly she's the narrator, so she's like, yeah. yeah, we did this, and then we did this.
0: Yeah, she has to make it out. And so uh, the uh, everybody, uh, a bunch of people die. And then, so it's uh, Richard Harris and the orca, and they're facing off. And Richard Harris is just, yeah, standing on the ice with a gun shooting at him. And the whale, uh, you, you think that the whale is going to just, like, pop up and eat him. But he, so the whale does this cool thing where he, like, tips over the side of the ice flow and, like, makes the guy slide down into the water, and he just slaps the shit out of this guy,
1: yeah. It's the opposite of the final scene in Jaws where you're like, okay, they're doing this shot for shot, except then they yeah. yet again upturn your expectations,
0: yeah, because you assume that he's just going to like tip him down into the sharks or into the whale's mouth. And he just beats the shit out of this guy in the water and then just kind of flips him up into the air and throws him through the air into the uh, ice flow and kills the shit out of him. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, I'm done. I'll see you later. Yeah. And he, so um, the Richard Harris rolls down the water and he's got blood pouring out of his mouth. And so the orca's terrible. Revenge is complete. And um, Charlotte Rampling is like, all right, well, uh, thanks for coming out folks. And a helicopter comes in and it's like, presumably, you know, the helicopter is going to rescue her. Um, I cried at the ending of this movie, which was after his revenge is complete, uh, the orca swims underneath the ice of the Arctic and tries resurfacing for air and can't do it. And so he's just like sort of headbutting the ice and he can't quite get his head up above it. And so his horrible revenge has cost him his own life as well. And it's because it's this thing of like, you know, the orca is Ahab and he took it too far, and now he's paying the price for it. But my initial understanding of it was, no, this orca, he lost his wife and child. He doesn't have a pod anymore. He has nothing to live for. Yeah, he, so he just
1: is done.
0: He's committing whale suicide in the ice.
1: Yeah, that I, I like that reading better than the like traditional, oh, he's hoisted by his own petard. Because I think right. it is a little bit more complex than
0: just... Oh, he fucked up. And, oh, and if you're uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna take revenge, you better dig two graves, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot
1: better than my initial reaction of oh, this is just a Jaws ripoff.
0: Yeah, I actually it was funny. Like we, you know, I, last night I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch Orca, and it was you know we were sort of like clowning it at, at first. I was like, oh shit, it's an Orca, and then we like ten minutes into it, we're like, uh, this movie rules, actually. <laughs> so what
1: is your least favorite noise like what is your anti
0: um asmr my anti ASMR is uh, the the whale at the beginning of this movie, just sort of going oh. Yeah, like, I was
1: about to say um, harmonicas, like Bob Dylan on harmonica, and
0: whale song are uh-huh. my two least favorite noises in the world. Whale song, just I, I I get really sad because I think of. Are you familiar with the loneliest whale in the world? No. What is there this? is there is a whale out there who uh, sings at a frequency that only this whale sings at and he can't signal any other whales and none of the other whales will respond to him so he is there is a whale in the world who is literally just the loneliest whale in the world well um fuck uh, yeah thanks for tuning it's... in y'all I guess this is... <laughs> I'm gonna go lie down and then never get back up again um this now alright so this movie is really really good and also fucking Ennio Morricone like it's got a great fucking soundtrack the performances are great the effects are great Um, It's not every Jaws ripoff that makes me cry. Yeah, but it also ain't Jaws. No, no, it's not. Now, it it does have pacing problems, I think. Um, I think the main problem this movie has is if we are on the water, it is great, and otherwise it does not know what to do with itself.
1: Yeah, any time that it's just the waiting parts is just weird. Now, also imagine this. This whole movie is... The framing device of this movie is a class lecture. Now, I am mature enough to recognize that I did not pay well enough attention in all of my college classes. Can you imagine... The class where your instructor goes on a tangent and tells you this
0: story, uh, I would I would be obsessed with it. Where it was like, say, say more right now. We're like, She's like, you know, I knew a guy once who was locked in a life or death uh, struggle with a whale after killing the whale's pregnant wife. And really the whole thing was a metaphor for revenge and for redemption. And, and you know yeah. some
1: motherfucker in the front row is like, professor, we're over class time. I've, we've got to go. And you're like, shut up
0: we haven't gotten to the part where Richard Harris dies. Tell us about what
1: we're doing for homework. No. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, no, I feel like at that point the door slides shut and she's like, I'm going to tell you some shit. <laughs> like, she's, you know, she's got to unburden her soul about, you know, or, or maybe was it, like, done in installments? Like, every class period you come back and learn more about how, you know, revenge uh, destroys everyone involved? Oh, that's a good question. So
1: here's the thing. Jaws is number five. The next, like, true aquatic terror movie is Deep Blue Sea at 115.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. So, really, Jaws is just the premier aquatic horror movie, and everything else is just kind of... You know. And, and then, yeah, 115, we get Deep Blue Sea. So, this movie is better than Deep Blue Sea?
1: Yes. But not as I, I good think, as Jaws.
0: No, definitely. So... <laughs> So it's between one fifteen and five, certainly. Um, yeah. But now I I think it it now I did really really like this movie. Um, it there is a lot of flabby metal on yeah. this movie, where you know you're sort of like when are they when are, when are we going to get to the whale murder and we're just like waiting for it and um, now and we do get some cool monologues like from Richard Harris where he's talking about you know sort of how he respects the whale, and it's it's like if Hemingway actually woke up on time... Yeah. <laughs> ...and, like, gave us a narrative we cared about. Um, it's... All right, so I do think uh, it's better than Troll 2. I think it's... Pr- all right, here's here's my question. Uh, one of our, our Gatekeeper movies, is Orca the Killer Whale better or worse than Hellraiser?
1: Um... Oh, damn it. That's, that's a really tough one. Well, what would be easier is to go uh, farther up the list because Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's better than return of the living dead.
0: Ooh. Yeah. I, I feel like return of the living dead is a better movie also because I mean, really return of the living dead is like a stalwart of the genre where I feel like orca, the killer whale is like a lost gem. So which one are we, are we putting higher?
1: Um, now, way down the list at
0: number 89 is Saw. Okay. I think this movie is better than Saw. And Saw is also, you know, technically we also, uh, Saw is also a series about somebody whose pregnant wife was killed. Oh, it is a revenge movie. <laughs> technically all of them, uh, really Jigsaw is just a, is, is the whale from Orca. Yeah. Is Orca better than Ichi the Killer? Oh, Jesus. That's a question. Uh, I would say it is not as good as Ichi the Killer. Okay, then I would say Orca
1: is the new number 80 right below Ichi the Killer and right above Female Prisoner Scorpion Beast Stable.
0: Yeah, that checks out, because Female Prisoner Scorpion Beast Stable is also one of many in the way that Orca the Killer Whale is one of a lot of um, Jaws sort of spinoffs. Or not spin-offs, but rip-offs. Um, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about that. So, yeah, so coming in at our new number 80, uh, below Ichi the Killer and above Female Prisoner Scorpion Beast Stable is Orca colon, the Killer Whale. Um, oh, man.
1: So, I don't have a good transition. Let's talk about a movie that was just <laughs> fueled by copious amounts of cocaine. Oh, it's a revenge oh.
0: movie. That's why
1: we're talking about it.
0: Slaughter oh, High. Yeah, 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 Slaughter High holy shit so uh, give so give me give me a, a synopsis of slaughter high i i was not able to watch slaughter high for this week
1: okay so slaughter high is uh the is a slasher movie that is as old as we are it was made in 1985 a very um good year. and it is the textbook people were mean to me in high school and now i'm gonna show them i'm gonna give them what for Oh, that's that's the, the the most classic slasher setup ever, really. Yeah. So this nerd gets um, invited into the girls' locker room as all horny '80s movies begin, and he thinks he's gonna like have sex with the popular girl, but instead she's got her entire group of friends with um, AV club video equipment. And they film they pull the shower curtain back and film him naked and literally yell,
0: Where's the beef at him? Holy shit. Nineteen eighty six was a, a it was a bad time.
1: Yeah, and here's what's insane. So he's like panicking and this is full frontal nudity. It's like they show Wait, Dong in the first thirty minutes of this movie.
0: We're hanging Dong in Slaughter
1: High yeah yeah so um hanging peen he's freaking out they start poking him with a javelin because they, they're all track and field stars because they're the popular kids so they have a javelin and they just start wingling his penis with it while he's trying to hide from them <laughs> Why? going where's like, the blah, blah, beef blah, blah. yeah so they're like prodding him with a, with a javelin and then he runs to get out of the, the locker room and they've hooked a car battery up to the uh, door and they shock him with the car battery and then they pick his naked body up and give him a swirly all while Jesus. they're filming this
0: what the fuck yeah dude this isn't this isn't a prank this is just abuse
1: yeah it's very it's untenable then the coach breaks them up and goes you boys are gonna miss your track meet cut it out (laughs) because in 1980s if anyone is responsible it is the administration of the high school oh for
0: sure this is i love also that it's like So they are just jabbing at his genitals with a javelin because it's what they had lying around as track and field. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, and then the coach is more concerned with the misappropriation of school equipment, i.e., the AV club and track and field equipment, than the fact that they're um, assaulting this nerd. (laughs) So then they break up and the next day the guys are like hey marty um no hard feelings here's some really good dank 1985 weed uh enjoy so marty being a nerd decides to light up in the chemistry lab and because it is actually um bad weed uh has an accident and knocks over acid onto his face So he melts his face off, and also, because he lights the spliff with a Bunsen burner, sets the lab on fire, and all of the popular kids watch him die.
0: Holy fuck. So you were not fucking around when you were like, all right, this is cocaine.
1: Yeah, it (laughs) is. Uh, And then later in the movie, they literally just all have a cocaine party and snort all this cocaine, and then are killed.
0: this is. It says also here, like that uh, the students were perf- uh, forced to perform a vigorous workout the next day as punishment. Yeah, they did I, push-ups. I feel like in the eighties, this was the standard punishment in school. Like it's very Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, where it's just like your punishment for fucking up is working out. You know, I, I'm really glad that as
1: a society we've kind of come to the hey, bullying isn't all right because right. you know this is akin to plug-it-up Carrie throwing tampons at
0: Carrie. It's just, like, unacceptable. Right. Yeah, and honestly, like, Carrie, like, the opening bit of that movie uh, is is upsetting because it's, like, dude, she's like a kid. Like, she doesn't know what's happening. She's upset and bleeding in a shower.
1: Yeah, and, and children are terrible.
0: Children are terrible, so, which is the basis for every slasher
1: movie ever made. So, we're watching Marty melt to death, and the popular girl starts up and like is shocked because it's all been a flashback and it's 10 years later and it's time for a high school reunion
0: so wait did marty die or is he just disfigured
1: so he's just disfigured but no one has seen him for 10 years so all of the popular kids meet at the decrepit high school now where also the janitor goes to tell the coach, hey, these kids are are really terrible. You should do something about it. And the coach is like, I'll handle this. Push-ups, fellas. So the only rational...
0: I'll show you what we do with torturers around these parts. Get, get down on the ground and do push-ups.
1: Yeah, so the only rational human being is the janitor. Um, yeah. So all these kids meet up at this high school again, and um, their lockers that are exactly the same as they were the day they graduated college have been set up and everything has been set to remind them of the time that, uh, the time that they, they tortured Marty to death. So throughout the movie, there's the typical, um, death scenes where they're spending the night in an abandoned high school because that's how high school, um, reunions go in the eighties. And uh, two of the popular kids are having sex, and a car battery is hooked up to the bed frame so that when they climax, they touch the bed frame. And because they're coitus, both of them are electrocuted to death. So, like, the girl grabs the bed frame, which has a car battery hooked up to it. So she gets electrocuted, and the the boy's penis is a conduit, and he gets electrocuted. And they explode. That,
0: Quincy this movie is outstanding
1: yeah so so everyone is like oh they must have really enjoyed it because of course they're screaming no while they're dying Mm -hmm. Um,
0: right you you know like uh, what the sounds you make as you're dying are exactly like the sounds you make when you're having really good sex i mean they call it the little death
1: oh hey um imdb the top plot keywords are male full frontal nudity and embarrassing male nudity
0: Man, who the pervert doing the tags on IMDb? Yeah. They yeah, yeah. they're they're oh. doing
1: the lord's work.
0: Yeah, no, they're just it is IMDb. This this section is by and for perverts. This will not surprise you, but uh my wife's reaction to this movie is why is there so much nudity? This is why don't you just watch porn? Right. At that point, like if you're yeah, so if you're a guy in 1986 and you're watching this movie, which, you realize, somebody somewhere has probably tugged rope to Slaughter High. Oh, yeah. There is... Uh, another popular girl takes a bath,
1: because I guess female locker rooms in the 80s had bathtubs. And um, yeah. Ma- and Marty, who is the killer, that's not a big surprise. Everyone's like, oh, oh fucking... I think Marty's the killer. Yeah, he right. is. Spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Marty puts acid in the bathwater, and she literally melts to a skeleton.
0: Jesus Christ, this is now if there's a if there's a public bathtub, I am not putting my bare ass down on that. Like, well, <laughs> no, thank you.
1: Yeah. And the um the effects are very good in this movie because, you know, you see like stop motion animation, her face melting to a skeleton and then they cut away and they cut back and it's an actual skeleton. Quincy, I love the 1980s very much. Yeah, it's very good. And by the way, anyone who's
0: listening at home, this is on Tubi for free. Oh, man. This is I, yeah, now, now I, I, I haven't watched it for the show, but I am definitely watching this immediately after. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's um, very good. Oh, another
1: guy you know, gets eaten by a lawnmower because he's the he's the hashtag strong boy and he's trying to like lift up this uh, lawnmower for reasons and he drops it on himself <laughs> because even though he's the strongest bench press boy, he's not strong enough to save his life from a lawnmower so it's very much the whole movie like a lot of 80s slashers, is i'll show them all someday i'm a nerd now but once i get older um, (laughs) things will be better and maybe it's a sign of age i no longer care
0: about the people that were mean to me in high school well, and, it, yeah, no, who gives a shit? Like, I think th- th- there's exactly, like, one moment in your adult life where, like, you you sort of look up on Facebook, like, I wonder where that guy who was mean to me in high school went. And you sort of, if you do find him, you're sort of like, oh, yeah, he looks like an asshole. Yeah, and then you go do something else.
1: Yeah, and, like, it's, oh, he's the... uh He's just as mean as everyone in my adult life is, and he just, like everyone else, has a banal, boring existence. Yeah, he's just—he's some guy. Like... Basically, uh,
0: I've just grown to fit into my nihilism, and nothing means anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you, you, you see your tormentor—like, which, I mean, I was I was bullied pretty bad as a kid, uh, because I was sort of um, deeply credulous and very, like, sort of, like, dumb but friendly and just sort of like, I you know, I just live hanging out with my friends and, you know— and then sort of later on, I, looking back on it, I'm like, man, I probably also would have bullied me as a kid. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, was, I was confused a lot of the time. But in fairness, none of my bullies, like, literally scarred my face with acid.
1: Right. And I mean, you know, in, in retrospect, getting into that almost fistfight over good Charlotte not being punk enough, uh, uh-huh. it, it's really put
0: into perspective when bullies uh, melt your face off with acid. Oh, man. So, apparently this was uh, an English production, and all of the actors are British and attempting to do American accents? Uh, Fooled me. I did not (laughs) notice. Well, there we go. Uh, Apparently it holds a 0% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: (laughs) That Uh, also tracks.
0: uh, The guy from All Movie wrote, Slaughter High gets a passing grade for the diehard genre fans, but is worthless for most any other audience.
1: So, here's the only part of Merit. So the Mm -hmm. popular girl is the final girl. She's being chased by Marty in a jester mask, which, uh, Oh, this takes place on April fool's day.
0: Okay. Which, now, the fact that it's on April Fool's Day, this places it very strongly within early 80s holiday-themed slasher movies yeah. with basically the same setup and then payoff. And and their logic is, oh, all of this is happening
1: because of April Fool's, so if we can just make it till noon on April 2nd, he <laughs> won't kill us anymore because he has to follow those
0: rules. Yeah, because he's bound by the rules of April Fool's Day.
1: Except literally, at spoiler alert, at the the end of this movie he's like i'm just getting revenge i don't have to look at a calendar to do that
0: (laughs) but But it's not april fool's day but finally the
1: climax is marty picks up the same we're we're to assume the same javelin that they tortured him with and chases the popular girl through the halls of this high school but Ah, the tracking shots in this movie are hard-boiled john woo caliber continuous take tracking shots where she runs through the entire high school and it's actually a mark of cinematic uh genius the cinematographer really deserves props for that
0: well and the cinematographer now did you know that the uh the poster tells us which by the way the poster for slaughter high uh has a clip art skeleton basically yeah it's a uh, goosebumps cover it's a goosebumps cover with like with lipstick just being like "Ah, i'm a scary skeleton Um, And it's apparently from the makers of Friday the 13th, it says. It is not directed by Sean S. Cunningham. It is directed by apparently three different people? Yeah, you know. You know. Uh, And it, uh, wow. Okay, so it was written by three people, directed by three people. This was like somebody's weird, like, weekend warrior thing with their friends. Uh, But this sort of confirms for me that Friday the 13th's uh, runaway success was a fluke. Yeah, it was not intentional. no. Um.
1: So, it is also... The alternative title is April Fool's Day, except there's a better movie called April Fool's Day.
0: Yeah. So, they didn't keep that one. There's an actual early early 80s slasher called April Fool's Day that is basically a, a, a boilerplate early 80s slasher. Yeah. So, ultimately,
1: the popular girl is being chased, and, you know, everything is fine. And then marty finally reveals himself to be marty he kills the popular girl and he says i've won and then he hears laughing and it's all of the the teenagers as like zombies and the room fills with fog and they all yell where's the beef at him and then marty jumps up in bed and he's been in the hospital recovering from his acid wounds the entire movie What? (laughs) It's all been a crazy dream, Ryan. Holy shit. And then he's screaming because he's bandaged from head to toe in bandages because he's not only been burned by hydrochloric acid, but also burned with fire.
0: uh So the nurse
1: is trying to give him a sedative, and we look out into the hall at the doctor, and he comes in to check on him. And in the time that it's taken to pan to the camera to the doctor in the hallway. Marty has swapped places with the nurse, put on her nursing outfits, killed the nurse and stabs the doctor in the eyeball with a hypodermic syringe of sedative. Good lord. And then because this movie is is, you know, as subtle as a javelin <laughs> to the groin, Marty right. peels his own melted flesh off while staring at the camera. And And roll credits.
0: Oh, that is outstanding. Oh, sorry for spoiling this movie, but
1: I feel like that my I've not done it justice. You have to watch it to see.
0: Yeah, this is they they, they were riding high, like making this movie. It was now. What's also incredible? uh, Budget of two million dollars. Do you know how much it earned? Uh, ninety (laughs) ninety (laughs) thousand. Fuck. It's so, incredible. It's very bad. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, now. In fairness, anything that ends with a sort of like a scary skeleton, like looking at the camera and tearing off half of their face, it's a good time. It's this is what I want. So I'd say
1: it's better than some of the other video nasties on our list, but not by mm-hmm. much because pacing is kind of a problem. Because until you get to that third act, it is just shitty. Adults, uh, ten years after being teenagers, doing cocaine.
0: Yeah, which who you know? Listen, I could. I live in Los Angeles. So I can see that if I want to. Just like a bunch of people doing cocaine to relive their their uh, high school years. Yeah. Um, it, was this actually a video nasty? I don't believe it was. It's just very much.
1: It's it's very much uh, direct to video. Now I'm finding conflicting information about the MPAA rating. IMDb mm-hmm. says it's R. The DVD I have says it's unrated. I've seen posters where it's listed NC-17 because it
0: does have full frontal nudity. I mean, yeah, they are they are hanging ween in this movie, which is is not for nothing. I honestly I respect any movie that hangs ween, because like listen, if you you know we we've all seen we've all seen a titty at this point. Like if if you're watching a movie. You know, if an actual dick flops out, there's actual, like, sort of shock value in that.
1: Yeah. So, Don't Go Near the Park is at 352 I uh-huh. would say that it is better than Don't Go Near the Park, but not by much. So, the problem, as per usual, is that above Don't Go Near the Park is Happy Birthday to Me. Um, okay i personally like it better than happy birthday to me but the kills are better in happy birthday to me
0: well Um,
1: i mean the the entire appeal of happy birthday to me is the wild kills yeah um pagan invasion is 341 it is absolutely not as good as that
0: (laughs) so you're saying that you would rather watch uh computer graphics for uh, a christian uh, video about how halloween is of the devil Most certainly I
1: would. Yeah, Um, same. And it's not as scary as that episode of Beans Baxter where the pumpkins (laughs) kill those people. (laughs) Um, But I would say for cinematography, it's better than Happy Birthday to Me just because of those tracking shots during the chase sequence.
0: Yeah, and also, you know, you've got a score by Harry Manfredini who is famous for having once ripped off the score for Psycho for Friday the 13th.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So So I'd say Slaughter High belongs at number 343 on our list
0: yeah i feel i feel really good about that also it's on tubi which is a free service especially if you have ps4 you can just download tubi t-u-b-i um it's got commercials but what are you gonna do it's free movies
1: listen Um, it's (laughs) this movie is also a merciful hour and a half so the the three minutes of commercials will be worth it
0: yeah, completely worth it. Um, Quincy, where can our listeners find us on the internet?
1: We are constantly posting on Twitter at RankinVilecast. We are on Instagram at RankinVile. And, and we are on Tumblr at RankinVile. Uh, Ryan, if listeners want to submit suggestions or
0: requests, how can they get in touch with us? Uh, if they. So it, now listen, if you're listening to RankinVile and, and you're thinking to yourself, When are these fucking clowns going to do uh, the Sleazeball Bolorama? You're going to want to send that request to uh, rankandvilecast at gmail.com or uh, put it in our Ask box on Tumblr. Um, Listen, if you like the show, if you listen to what we do and and you uh, are for some reason encouraging this uh, enterprise of ours to try to consume as many horror movies as possible, consider leaving us a five-star review on itunes it helps uh put us up the ratings it helps uh put us in the hands of other people who also uh, might want to hear us talk about the movie orca
1: and if you're um an android user like uh, a lot of you are um other podcast apps have rating systems stitcher's got a thumbs up button um a couple of others have little Buttons um, Podcast Addict lets you add reviews through iTunes. So anything that you can do to spread the word is very um, helpful.
0: Yeah, and and we, we we love y'all and we appreciate it a lot. Um, but barring that, that is about all I got. You got anything else? Uh, if there's
1: anything that you need, uh, if you have a podcast app that we're on the major ones, but if you have a podcast app that you um, need that we're not on. Um, if you're like, I need to really get my use out of YouTube Red or something like that, let us right know and we'll try to spread to the platforms that we want to, you know, meet the mountain. We don't want the mountain to come meet us.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, listen, life, life is too short. Um, but that is about all I got. You Anything else? Say spooky, y'all. Later, folks.